hesitating steps, wearing the air of men to whom this sort of thing was new. It was an afternoon of incredible length. The snow, blowing in twisting clouds, sought out the men in their meager hiding places and skillfully beat in amongst them, drenching their persons in showers of fine stinging flakes. They crowded together, muttering and fumbling in their pockets to get their red inflamed wrists covered by the cloth. Newcomers usually halted at one of the groups and addressed a question, perhaps as much as a matter of form. Is it open yet? Those who had been waiting inclined to take the questioner seriously and become contemptuous. No, do you think we'd be standing here? The gathering swelled in numbers steadily and persistently. One could always see them coming, trudging slowly through the storm. Finally, the little snow plains in the street began to assume a leaden hue from the shadows of evening. The buildings upreared gloomily, save where various windows became brilliant figures of light that made shimmers and splashes of yellow on the snow. A street lamp on the curb struggled to illuminate, but it was reduced to an impotent blindness by the swift gusts of sleet crusting its plains. In this half-darkness, the men began to come from their shelter places and mass in front of the doors of charity. They were of all types, but the nationalities were mostly American, German, and Irish. Many were strong, healthy, clear-skinned fellows with that stamp of countenance which is not frequently seen upon seekers after charity. There were men of undoubted patience, industry, and temperance who in time of ill fortune do not habitually turn to rail at the state of society, snarling at the arrogance of the rich and bemoaning the cowardice of the poor, but who at these times are apt to wear a sudden and singular meekness, as if they saw the world's progress marching from them, and they were trying to perceive where they had failed, what they had lacked, to be thus vanquished in the race. Then there were others of the shifting Bowery lodging house element, who were used to paying ten cents for a place to sleep, but who now came here because it was cheaper. But they were all mixed in one mass so thoroughly that one could not have discerned the different elements, but for the fact that the laboring men, for the most part, remained silent and impassive in the blizzard, their eyes fixed on the windows of the house, statues of patience. The sidewalk soon became completely blocked by the bodies of the men. They pressed close to one another like sheep in a winter's gale, keeping one another warm by the heat of their bodies. The snow came down from this compressed group of men until, directly from above, it might have appeared like a heap of snow-covered merchandise, if it were not for the fact that the crowd swayed gently with a unanimous, rhythmical motion. It was wonderful to see how the snow lay upon the heads and shoulders of these men, in little ridges an inch thick, perhaps, in places, the flakes steadily adding drop and drop, precisely as they fall upon the unresisting grass of the fields. The feet of the men were all wet and cold, and the wish to warm them accounted for the slow, gentle, rhythmical motion. Occasionally some man whose ears or nose tingled acutely from the cold winds would wriggle down until his head was protected by the shoulders of his companions. There was a continuous murmuring discussion as to the probability of the doors being speedily opened. They persistently lifted their eyes toward the windows. One could hear little combats of opinion. There's a light in the window, 
Nah, it's a reflection from across the way. Well, didn't I see him light it? You did? I did. Well, then, that settles it. As the time approached when they expected to be allowed to enter, the men crowded to the doors in an unspeakable crush, jamming and wedging in a way that it seemed would crack bones. They surged heavily against the building in a powerful wave of pushing shoulders. Once a rumor flitted among all the tossed heads. They can't open the doors. The fellows are smack up against them. Then a dull roar of rage came from the men on the outskirts, but all the time they strained and pushed until it appeared to be impossible for those they cried out against to do anything but be crushed to pulp. Ah, oh, get away from the door. Get out of that. Throw him out. Kill him. Say, fellas, now what the hell? Give him a chance to open the door. Yeah, damn pace. Give him a chance.